This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on November 26, 2019. It is our last show in the month of November, heading into the home stretch, heading into December, which means that we're almost a year old, Tyler. Oh, baby. We're getting old. For now, though, we're looking at NFL Week 12. That's about in the books right now as the Baltimore Ravens continue their manhandling over the Los Angeles Rams. Mm. Pretty predictable, if you ask me. We're going to recap that in the rest of the week the week of football. We're also going to give you our MLB All-Teams. MLB is doing this new thing, similar to the NBA, similar to the NFL. They're doing an All-MLB all team. First and second team that we're making here. Yeah, 18. So you can only vote one person, but 18 total people get recognized. Well, more than that because pitchers. But there will be two teams at the end of it. It will be another honor to bestow on Mike Trout. <laughs> and then uh, we're also going to bring you the best movie babies, which is piggybacked off of Baby Yoda just taking the internet by storm. Personally, I've not watched The Mandalorian, but I know that what Baby Yoda is. I'm watching it, and he's fucking adorable. And then finally, since it's our last episode of November, we are going to give you December movies to look out for. I'm going to be honest, haven't gone to the movies in November. Haven't gone and seen the movies I said I was going to go, but I will go eventually. And uh, we'll, we'll give you some movies to go see in December, so you can be unlike us and actually follow through. Should be good? Let's do it. I don't feel so good. Smash! Hey, look up. You can put it on the board. Yes! Alrighty, Tyler. Do you want to start with your New Orleans Saints, who are victorious yet again? Or would you <sighs> like to start elsewhere? I mean, we might as well start the best team in the NFL, Jason. New Orleans Saints came into this game. Some might have been expect- expecting a blowout. Vegas certainly was, giving them nine and a half point <laughs> point line. Went up to ten by the time the game was uh, was kicked off. 
ended up being a slugfest. Christian McCaffrey did Christian McCaffrey things. Michael Thomas did Michael Thomas things. Combined total was 65 points. Tyler, did you see that coming? Yeah. Oh, okay. I said I liked your pick. I hated it, but I liked it last week. My pick being uh, Carolina plus nine and a half, by the way, which I was heavily rooting for. It was a, it was a good offensive day for everybody. Everyone involved had a good day. You know, I didn't uh, I didn't actually put any money on it, but I put like my imaginary entire bank account on it, so I felt like I had a lot of weight on it. Like I, I said, this one was a mortal <laughs> lock. So just for the sake of not getting my mortal lock wrong, I was really rooting for this one, and I was right. I felt good about it. The Panthers were in it the, pretty much the whole game. They were. They fucked themselves. Yeah, Shot which, themselves in the foot. Well, that brings me to my ED player of the week tie. Ooh, Already getting it out of the way. That's tough. Joey Sly. Well, some, some may ask, Jason, who is Joey Sly? He is the Carolina Panthers kicker who is way too buff to be a kicker. <laughs> um, missed two extra points. And this is the guy, keep in mind, that when he, he was, I think he's a rookie this year, he like came into the league with a storm. I know he made like all his kicks at first. Like Everyone's like, oh, it's a really good kicker finally. Nope. He's really fallen off the table since. And he wasn't that good going into this. Missed two extra points. That's two points off the table. 31-31. They have a 28-yard field goal after a questionable pass interference overturn. Chance to put the, the Panthers up by three. I think it was like a minute 45 left. Two minute, or it was right after the two-minute warning. Saints had no timeouts. And uh, he misses wide right. Very, very makeable field goal. So Legitimately, he, we probably could have got close one out of ten times. Well, I mean, yeah. He left five points on the board, too, which is just crazy. It's real unfortunate when you lose by three. I mean, I mean, it, it came after that questionable pass interference, though, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. I know you weren't watching the game, but... I think it's absurd that they don't overturn pass interference until it's against the fucking Saints. <laughs> but we won, so I'm not that mad. If we lost, completely different story. Well, I, the, it kind of helped you guys, because I don't know if he actually kicked the ball, but I know they hiked the ball for the first field goal attempt before Ron Rivera threw the... Well, he threw the challenge flag first, but then they still hiked it because they didn't see it. And then they end up not getting anything because what happened if you didn't watch the game? They had a third and goal, or it was like third and three from the five or something. Um, Josh Allen, not Josh Allen, Kyle Allen goes to pass out in the flats, and the guy's running, and like as he's running, the Saints guy kind of like stops his momentum a little bit, and they determine that that little bit stop of momentum kept him from catching the ball, which from what the Fox people were saying, it was like the actual, it was the right application of the rule. Like the refs were right for overturning it, but they were still surprised that they did overturn it. Is that, that was like what the they thing. choose to overturn yeah. compared to everything else? But uh, So then they get a new set of downs, first and goal. The Saints have to burn their timeouts. And then the Panthers end up missing the kick. They just ice their own kicker. Ice their own kicker. Drew Brees drives down the field. Hits Mike Thomas to get in field goal range. Well, then Alvin Kamara, too. Uh, Kamara had like a big play and then a big run, I think, too, to even move him closer. Kamara's just been sneaky consistent for us this year. He had over 100 scrimmage yards today. Well, the first half, he was like doing nothing. He's on the fantasy team. And I was like, "What? where is this guy? What is he doing? I heard that at halftime, they interviewed Sean Payton. And usually coaches, you know, like, oh, what are you going to do after this half? Coaches be like, oh, you know, we're just going to improve things. Like, don't actually say game yeah. plan. Sean Payton said, we're going to feed Alvin Kamara <laughs> in the interview. And then went out and fed Alvin Kamara. Well, yeah, that's... He that's, showed his cards, and he still fucking dominated. What they had to do, man. I mean, pass rush. I'm pretty sure... I didn't watch... I was watching on the red zone, so I didn't watch, like, all of it. But pretty sure Breeze was having pressure in his face all day. So they had to go with that quick strike, you know, Kamara. Little out route, runs, draw plays, stuff like that. So Michael Thomas is a beast, though. Can't deny and I'm just saying, Jay, after last week's pod, we were like, oh, I haven't really heard anyone talking about MVP buzz oh, He's getting Thomas. buzz now. He's, he's getting mainstream everywhere. buzz. Mainstream buzz for MVP. Yeah, that's good. Did I'd like kn- to see him win it. It'd be different. I just hope he gets some votes because it'd be the first time a wide receiver got MVP votes since Randy Moss. 
Really? Yes. Interesting. It'd be cool. I'd be I'd be down for it if you won. I still don't think they will just because, I don't know, Lamar Jackson probably or whoever. He's still Just because that's how NFL voting is. But I don't know. And I was telling you, I think the Saints should just always run a two-minute offense. I know a lot of teams say that. Like, I'll watch the Chargers and, like, people are like, oh, they always got to run two-minute offense. But it's different because in two-minute defense, you're kind of, like, allowing certain things and protecting other things. But, like, with the Saints, I legitimately feel like you guys could just, like, walk down the field if you just played not even two minutes just no huddle oh it would just drive like drew Brees is so good where you don't really have to have a concrete maybe plan like kind of just have a loose thing and just let it go from there and drew Brees knows how to manage a you know manage the game without a huddle mike thomas is gonna get open and alvin Kamara is so deadly if you just keep people moving and there's a mismatch they're fucked just no huddle all the time yeah. you guys will score like 80 points It'd be insane be the best offense in the nfl <laughs> <laughs> but yeah my ed player of the week is uh joey sly Hate to see it. Pretty fly for a sly guy. Um, we talked to Colton's Texan or Colts Texans last episode. I don't Did know, we? but I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Texans won. <laughs> uh, Dolphins Browns Browns shit on the Dolphins, and that brings us to our well watch out for that guy, Ty. Okay, my well watch out for that guy, guy. Who are we watching out for? You know, we give him a lot of criticism on this podcast, Ty, and I think it's if we're going to criticize him as much as we criticize him. We have to give him credit where credit is due. Got to watch out when he beats up on. You got to watch out for Baker Mayfield. Whoa, the Dolphins. Watch out for him. They counted <laughs> us out. 327, three touchdowns. 327, 24 for 34, three touchdowns, one interception. Just saying. Browns are on a 3 0 run. Baker over those three games, Ty. 67 for 104, 758 yards, seven touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and only one interception. Baker's three game winning streak. Which teams have they played in that three game winning streak? Shitty teams, but hey, you play who's in front of you. <laughs> but to go off of those shitty teams, the remaining schedule is pretty easy, Ty. And they're 5-6, and six, and I wouldn't be surprised if they make a run. You think the Browns are going to be in the playoffs? They beat the Bills. I'm Their last five, Ty, have you looked at their last five? I have not. Steelers. Okay. Which anything could happen in that game, but. That's very winnable. Bengals. Okay. Worst Cardinals. Okay. Cardinals are a sneaky team that could beat the Browns, definitely. I don't think the Browns are as. The Browns will be favorited just because they have a lot of hype, but I feel like the Cardinals are a team that could have their way with the Browns. The Ravens, which they beat earlier. I don't think they beat them twice in a year. No. And the Bengals again. Oh, there's an easy path to 4-1 and one in that. If they go 4-1, what will they finish? Moderately. Is that 9-7? Nine nine seven? Seven? Nine, yeah, 9-7. Nine which might be enough to be the wild card in the AFC. I think if and the tiebreakers go in their favor, they probably could. They have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Bills. If they beat the Steelers, they would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Steelers. The one issue would be the Titans if the Titans end up being a wild card. Because this week right now, I believe the both the Titans and the Colts are 6-5, and five and they play each other this week. So one of them is going to be 6-6. Six and six, One of them is going to be 5-7. and seven. So, But all the other teams, I think the Bills are like 5-6 and six or 6-5. Six and five or Damn. It could easily happen. The Bills have an easy schedule remaining too, but that'd be crazy if they ended up making the playoffs somehow. I just checked the Ravens Rams score. I'm sorry, I just saw it. It's 41 something. Right? 45 to six. Yeah, I told you they were spanking them. I saw they were winning at like when they had 30. No. I did not realize they were all the way up to fucking 45 points. Yeah, that's that is fucking insane. So yeah, the the wild cards right now are the Bills at eight and three. So actually, I don't think they're falling off. Um, they'd have to lose a lot of games down the stretch. And right now, the Steelers at six and five. But and then we have the Raiders at six and five, but they just got creamed by the Jets. We'll talk about that. Who knows? They're playing the Chiefs next week. Who knows what they finish with? 
the Colts and the Titans, as we said, one's going to be six and six, one's going to be or one's going to be six and six, one's going to be seven and five, and then the Browns at five and six. So they can make it happen. They have an easy remaining schedule if those other teams have maybe two or three losses in the remaining, you know, the rest of the year. Yeah. The problem is, I think if they're tied with the Titans, they're screwed because the Titans have the head-to-head. So you have to hope that the Colts, yeah, and beat then, the Titans this week at least. I don't know. It could happen. I don't, I don't know if it does, but there's definitely a, a, a path. I hope it doesn't. Why? They're terrible. <laughs> I mean, all the other wildcard teams sound terrible, too. No, think but. about it. It can happen. They'll win out. Let's say they beat the Ravens somehow. They win out, Ty. They're 10-6. Okay. and six. Everyone's hyping on the Browns, and we just capitalize and put our entire bank's account oh, against the Browns in the first round. Against If they're the sixth seed, they'd play the third seed, which right now is the Chiefs. No. Right now it's the Texans. So either the Texans or the Chiefs. Yeah, that would, that would be a no-brainer. <laughs> you get fucking shit pumped. <laughs> so uh, that's the Cleveland Browns for you. But Baker Mayfield, watch out for him. <laughs> okay, Lions, Redskins, garbage game, Redskins won. Redskins, second win of the season. Just did you? Who is it? They're hot. Dwayne Haskins, did you hear what happened? No. I believe it was him. The end of the game... When they were going to take the final fucking take a knee to end the game, he was on the sidelines taking a selfie with the fan because he thought the game was already over and Casey Keenum had to go take a knee to end the game. Oh, my gosh. First career starting win. That's a rookie quarterback for you. And he was on. He was, he was having a good time with the fans. <laughs> uh, nowhere to be found when they needed him to go take a knee. You know, I don't follow the Redskins, so this is part of it, but I don't know why they're as bad as they are. Because they have some playmakers on their team. Who? Well, they have Adrian Peterson, who was good last year, but then they have that Darius Geis guy who was supposed to be like amazing coming in, and then he got hurt last year, and he just hasn't been doing anything. Then they got that McLaurin receiver who's been having a good year because he's on my fantasy team. Paul Richardson used to be good. Their receiving core is not good. But then defense, they have Landon Collins. They have Josh Norman, but I don't think Josh Norman's been playing well. I know Ryan Kerrigan's good. Montez Sweat, I think he was a first-rounder. Um. There's like decent. I'm not saying they're a good team. I'm just saying they have decent people. I'm surprised they're as bad as they are. Well, they have terrible coaching and probably no one in yeah. the non-star players. Well, and it's the quarterback too. Yeah, I mean, they don't have a good quarterback. If they have, you know, Aaron Rodgers, they're maybe like, I don't know, four and seven. <laughs> <laughs> You're doubling their wins. <laughs> so, if they have Philip Rivers, they're probably three and eight. Ooh. One better. That's not very good. And then we uh, teased it already. Raiders Jets. The Raiders just got manhandled. I believe this is one of your picks, right, Ty? You know, it's hard to say. <laughs> I mean, that was so long ago. People people forget. We recorded late last week. That was actually like five days ago. Yeah, it was, had, uh, that's a, that was a tough look. If we add your uh, line to it, Raiders minus three, they actually lost 34 to zero. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might have the better record, but is this the biggest loss of... Uh, There's a good chance of that. It's either that or my other pick you that know we what, went head-to-head with. You know what, Jay? If it's by one point or 30 points, it's still a loss. Well, which, way, matters. which way would you rather lose? I'd much rather lose this, oh, this way. this way. I, as soon as you text me, because I wasn't even paying attention, you're like, well, so much for that pick. I was like, okay, don't got to check up on that game at all. <laughs> um, I didn't even... I just like... I remember seeing highlights and it was like 14-3 or whatever. I don't remember the score. And the next highlight they showed, or at least I just wasn't paying attention, it was like 28-3 or whatever it was. And I was like, what the hell just happened? I I don't know how they scored so many points either. I, I know they had like a pick six or a fumble return touchdown. Uh, okay. Maybe the special teams unit had a 
you know, how to play in it. I don't know. It was one of those games where I feel like it was a, a misleading 34-3. Like the Jets kind of got – maybe not lucky, but they got they got out early and then Raiders just kind of gave up. Yeah, they had to have done – they only scored three touchdowns on They had offense. a defensive touchdown. So, yeah. And I, then, it's fucking – I don't know, but the Raiders suck. They only had one punt return. So maybe the maybe the Raiders just fumbled a lot. Turnovers. Their kicker went two for three. I don't know. Yeah, the Raiders literally gave up, though. They took out Derek Carr, so. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Bless you. I saw someone tweet that it was like, why are they doing this? This is setting a bad precedent. And I was like, they just don't want him to get hurt, man. What do you mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they don't do it more often. Yeah. I mean, well, Your team's getting shit pumped or you're winning by 25 points. Put in the backup quarterback to just fucking kill the clock. Don't get your star player hurt. Yeah, but when but they criticize it. But then a few weeks ago, when Tua got hurt because he was in when it was like forty to three, everyone criticizes that. So they'll just criticize everything. Yeah, I mean, even in baseball, you get fucking position players pitching when it doesn't matter. Oh, Russell Martin's a beast. Oh, he's fucking lights out. <laughs> Arguably the best. He might be on my all team. He should have been forward. pitching instead of Clayton Kershaw in the NLTS, honestly. He should be one of those players who transitioned at the end of his career to like a relief pitcher. Dude, he throws 91. He's fucking lights out. Developed like a curveball? He's a beast. <laughs> and then the pre, pre-week pre candidate for ugliest game of the week. I don't know if it actually ended up being the ugliest game. We got a Giants-Bears. I mean, I don't think it was pretty. I don't think it was the ugliest. I know Mitch which one was the ugliest. Mitch but... Trubisky threw two interceptions. Um... Threw the worst throw I think I've ever seen a professional <laughs> quarterback make. Just underthrew him by like 10, 15 yards. And it looks like he was cutting to the right, too. So it's not even like he would have hit him in motion downfield. Like he threw behind him and underthrew him 15 yards. I don't know, man. I've said this before on the podcast, but I understand how a qu- it can be harder for a quarterback, you know, with the defenses. Like you, you're facing better athletes, the best athletes in the world, and the best coaches. So they know what to throw at you to like disrupt you. You know what I mean? I understand when quarterbacks make mistakes and like throw into coverage or whatever. But when they just underthrow someone by twenty yards, that I don't understand. Yeah, you're like you're a professional athlete. Like if you should be able to make this, if you would have at least gotten the distance and it was picked, it's like okay, at least he made the throw. But like, how do you not make that throw? You've been throwing a football your entire life. Or when they like, at least make it close, but something that terrible is insane. Or yeah, like when a quarterback will constantly like overthrow guys. Yeah, I know he's probably scared of the coverage, but it's, I don't. Just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You got to be like Jameis Winston, and just let it rip. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Giants-Bears, that was ugly. Um, the Bears got a win, though. That they did. Are the Bears back? No. They're still bad. They still have Mitch Trubisky as quarterback. Yeah. And they will not be good until he is no longer their quarterback. <laughs> you got that right, Ty. Um, another ugly game, Seahawks-Eagles. This I, was another one. I thought picks. it was a beautiful game. You won your bet. You had Seahawks plus one and a half, pretty much a money line pick. Um, they won 17-9. to Goddamn lock. Ugly game. I was just I thought this was going to be like a highlight palooza and it was just nothing. Could this game have hurt Russell Wilson's MVP campaign? Move Mike Thomas up the depth chart? <laughs> Maybe. Probably. He only had 200 one and one. Yeah, probably. I mean, he still got the dub though. It looks a lot better when you get the dub. I feel like Russell Wilson's kind of cooled down the last few weeks, honestly. Yeah, he hasn't been insane or anything. And then Carson Wentz fucking two interceptions. Is Carson Wentz that good? He was? I don't know what happened to him. Is in his injury really messing him up that bad? I want to give the Eagles the Dunn chain, but I'm not going to give it to them. I mean, they're still in it. They're only one game back of the Cowboys, so they're still in it. Yeah, no, they're definitely not done. I think the thing with the Eagles is their receiving core has been hurt. Well, since they won the Super Bowl, I feel like the thing I always hear is so and so's hurt. You know, 
Yeah, I think they've been really banged up, and I think Carson Wentz is not as mobile as he was when he was having that MVP-type season before he got hurt. Yeah. And so he's being forced to throw it to nobodies. Yeah. Rather than, you know, move and get out of the pocket. Yeah. I don't know, though. I would say he's a mid-tier quarterback right now. I would agree with you. You know what? We'll get to it later. Okay. But I got Um, something on that. Bucks, Falcons. I wish I would have bet this instead of the Sunday night game because I said, after my picks, I said my substitute was Buccaneers plus four and a half or whatever it was at the time. Because I think I agreed with you. The Atlanta Falcons, too. yeah, should not be favorites against any teams. And what do you know? They lost by 13. Yeah, I got shit pumped. Falcons win two games in a row and everyone falls in love with them again. Yeah, the Falcons still suck. I want to say that line moved a I, bunch too. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to garner the blame for that. That's our bad. <laughs> What's our bad? The Saints losing to the Falcons, making people think they're a good team. <laughs> oh. That's our bad. We're going to shit pump them on Thanksgiving. Well, then they also beat whoever they beat after you because they won two games in a row. That's why they're getting a bunch of hype. Yeah, who they beat last week? It was, oh, the Panthers. Yeah. so Held the Panthers to three points. No, yeah. The the start of the game, Bucks were plus three. That's ridiculous. How are the Buccaneers plus three? They're a much better team than the Falcons. 69% of the public bet on the Falcons in this game as oh, minus three favorites. That's where they got all stupid. Oh, Julio, Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> Dude, I know the Bucs are a, a frisky team just because Jameis Winston, you know, you never know what he's going to do out there. But well, I know what he's going to do. He's going to throw the ball deep. and Sometimes it's not going to end up in his player's hand. This is a Bill Simmons take, and I'm not going to pretend like it's mine. I'm going to completely just say it's his, but I'm going to agree with it. Okay. Jameis Winston might be the second most entertaining quarterback in the league behind Lamar Jackson to watch. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. You're either getting like an 80-yard bomb or you're getting a pick six. There's no in-between. I got to agree with him there. I don't know if you saw the highlights, but he threw an interception literally on like the third play of the game, and then the next drive threw like an 80-yard bomb to Chris Godwin for a touchdown. <laughs> just, just like threaded the needle too, like perfectly be- between two defenders. Like, I mean, you got to take risks to win games, and all he does is take risks. <laughs> I love it. it's like Madden, bro. It's like playing a 12-year-old. It on really Madden. is. <laughs> it really is. He just fucking bombs it, and he's gonna throw five interceptions a game. But he might get like four touchdowns sometimes too. Actually, it's not like playing a 12-year-old on Madden. It's like playing Brandon on Madden. Oh, shit. Brandon actually always uses Jameis Winston on Madden. I don't know why. And he always calls him Jameson. That's, I, I do that too. Jameson Winston. And I'm always like, no, it's Jameis. I've had to make myself <laughs> learn, but I always called him Jameson. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon. Maybe he'll actually listen to our podcast now. <laughs> we got Broncos, Bills, Jason. Two teams I said last week, I feel like they're the same version of each other. One just had an easy schedule and one had a hard schedule. That's why they had exactly opposite records. The Bills kind of kind of fucked up the Broncos, though. Oh, no, they did. They absolutely did. Because they were home team, though. That's why. That might be it. Nah, the Broncos are just bad, which means the Chargers are going to lose to them next week again. Dude, this was a shitty week for football. Yeah, it was. 20-3. to three. The Bills' defense got me some fantasy points, though. Got a dub. That's good. I'm clinched out of the playoffs, so nothing even matters anymore. But <laughs> The projected first-place team? Dude, I was the projected first-place team. You want to see this? Where's my phone? I've heard it. I'll show you right now. I've heard the tale of the tape, Jason. It's bullshit, man. You put up the second most points each week, but the person you're playing puts up the first most. That was like the first four weeks of the season, and then my team got hurt, and I just started only scoring like 80 points a week. But I scored 113 this week. The other guy only scored 45. Oh, so you got to win. Guess but you're already eliminated, so it doesn't fucking matter. Final standings projections. You see that team on the top tie? Projected first, and now it's projecting me to be seventh. 
See that red arrow going all the way back? That's me. That's unfortunate. They projected – I went to a website that said, like, rate your fantasy team, and you enter all your fantasy players, and they'll, like, rate your team, like an algorithm. And they're like, your team is great. You should be projected to finish at least third and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I felt so good about it, and then just shit the bed. That's why they play the games. I have learned a valuable thing about fantasy, though. What is that? The league is one the the waiver wire period after week one because that's when you can find all like the sneaky pickups like hollywood brown and all those you know what i mean and that's when people pick them up and then all the no-name players that because everyone's gonna get stars yeah it's those other people you get that wins it for you yeah so oh well it's interesting steelers Bengals. uh looked like the Bengals were gonna win this game for a little bit but they didn't both the teams are bad it's embarrassing that the Steelers are a playoff team. Uh, Duck Hodges came in, threw a touchdown on, I think, his first play or first drive. That is true. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Hate got to see benched. it. Hate to see it. Steelers are injured. I literally haven't heard of it, like any of their running backs, but Benny Snell Jr., have you heard of him before? Literally right this second? No. <laughs> but he had 98 yards. Bengals, Ryan Finley, another terrible quarterback. That's a pretty fucking cool name. Snell Jr. <laughs> um, yeah. Two shit teams that I don't care about. I don't know how the Steelers are six and five. I really don't. I don't either. I, I wouldn't mind if they make the playoffs either, just so they Who? get shit pumped. The Steelers. So no, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be a six seed that just gets shit pumped. I'm okay with it. Uh, next game: Titans, Jaguars. Titans creamed the Jaguars. Where the to fuck 20. did this come from? Ryan Tannehill. I tweeted this. Well, you know what, Jay. With Dude. that being said, my will watch out for that guy. Ryan Tannehill. Derek Henry. Derek Henry. I think I had Ryan Tannehill a few <laughs> weeks ago. Did you? I think so. I was going to pick him again, but I was like, I think I had him like two, three weeks ago when they beat the Chiefs, so I didn't pick him again. Derek Henry had himself a game. I thought you were going to take Ryan Tannehill. That's why I took Derek Henry, oh. because he was also a fucking beast. <laughs> Derek Henry rushed for 159, two touchdowns, averaged 8.4 carry, Jason. And he also had another super long run where he stiff-armed the Jaguars. He's a fucking he's, – he's Remember he's that beast. happened last year? He had his 99-yard yes. run. Same team, everything. Oh, was it the same team? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's funny. He's a fucking monster. The captions were, Derrick Henry does it to the Jaguars again. So that's what I just assumed. That's unfortunate to Ryan be a Tannehill, Jaguars though. defender. Four combined touchdowns. I mean – 299 combined passing and running yards. That's not very impressive, but – Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. That'll put a smile on your fan base's face. Is he good? I haven't really been watching. They scored six offensive touchdowns? No, they scored four. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. They scored six. Fucking shit. Is Ryan Tannehill good, man? No, he's not. I'm going to answer that for you now. No. I didn't bring up – I should have brought up stats for this. I didn't think we were going to take this turn. I thought you would just agree with me. He's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good, but he's not a good quarterback. Been playing some pretty good teams. They beat the Chiefs. He's not a good quarterback. I'm telling you this now. He may be on a stretch where he's playing like a good quarterback, but you sit down and you say, do you sign this man to a four-year deal? No one's going to do that. I'm just, he's been the guy that his whole career, everyone's been like, oh, is he good? Is he good? Is he, if he just, he needs one breakout year and he's good. And this might be his breakout year. And that's why people are jumping the gun when he has three breakout games. I don't know if people are jumping the gun. I think I'm kind of jumping the gun. I think you're jumping the gun. Hey, just saying, in five starts, he has 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. Pretty good, if you ask me. He's not good. Would you want the Chargers to pay him after Phil Rivers is done? Would you want Ryan Tannehill to be the future of your franchise? Bring him in on a one-year deal. We'll draft Tua, let Tua recover. Exactly. He's a one-year Ryan, deal quarterback. He's fine. not a good okay, good quarterback. But the current quarterback status in the NFL, that's a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't I don't agree with that. I I will be willing to say there's only three good quarterbacks in the NFL rather than saying Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. I'm not going to let my standards I'm not going to let my standards fall that low. Could you name is Ryan Tannehill a top 15 quarterback right now? Let me top look. 16. Let me look. Yes, he is. That's the answer. 1 2 3 <laughs> so bad radio. <laughs> 4 5 Six, not not Mitch Trubisky. Give him that. Seven. I'm gonna say seven, eight for the Saints because there's two better quarterbacks on the Saints than him. Okay. There's already eight. That's all I need. Okay, where's the other eight? <laughs> I I could count. Nine, ten, eleven. I don't know who you're counting. Twelve? You haven't been saying names. Uh thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Who are you There's counting? Seventeen. Who are you counting? God damn it, Jason. I'm going Browns. Colts, Texans. Jacoby Brissett, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Raiders, I still think Derek Carr's better. Sam Darnold, yep. What? I'm giving Sam, Sam Darnold Darnold's the Sam playing like crap right now. They put what up is- 34 on the Ra- Raiders. And he had like one touchdown. I don't care. I'm saying Sam Darnold's still better quarterback. Saints, 1-2. You're Drew Brees Bridgewater. Sam Darnold is not a better quarterback. I had 17. Take Sam Darnold off. Seahawks, Eagles, yep, yep. You Jim- said Carson went. Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston's better than Ryan Tannehill. He's more entertaining. <sighs> that doesn't mean he's better. Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. His team sucks, but he's a better quarterback. Josh Allen, maybe. I'll leave him off for now. Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. Fucking 49ers quarterback. What's his name? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. How many is that? It's like six, 15, 16. Okay, then Easily. he's the 17th best quarterback. Okay, That's right around league average. I'm fine saying that. <laughs> And that's a toss-up with a bunch of players. Philip Rivers. <laughs> um, and then the ugliest game of the week, uh, Packers-Cowboys. Or not Packers. Cowboys-Patriots. Which I hit. I had uh, Cowboys plus six and a half. Patriots could have kicked a field goal to go up uh, seven, but instead decided to just heave it out of bounds and let the Cowboys go for like a Hail Mary play, which I'll take. Now, with that being said. I'll take it. A win's a win. I just went through my list of good quarterbacks. Yes. My ED player of the week, Dak Prescott. <laughs> 212 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 19 for 33. Yeah, it's a Dak Prescott game. I don't know if he's an ED, though. He's not really elite. Well, well no, neither is here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. Dak Prescott has the potential to be elite this year. He's had a good year. He's had a good year. And this was a perfect opportunity for him to come out and say, I'm an elite quarterback. Pay me. Yeah. And beat the Patriots, and he just he couldn't rise to the occasion. Yeah. So I don't blame him because it's a fucking lights-out defense. And it was raining. And it was raining. It was raining like it was a fucked-up game. Yeah. But this is he his opportunity. He didn't have to have a great game. He just had just a good game would have been good for him. Yes. And he had a bad game. And it was a bad game. This is the opportunity to show I can compete. And for the most part, he's been making me look silly from all the preseason comments I said about him. This I still game, agree, though. He's. I feel like he's just like a... Dare I say it, he's like he's not as bad as this guy, but he reminds me of like Blake Bortles. When Blake Bortles had like <laughs> would put up like crazy stats in garbage time, like that is I feel like make, that's Dak Prescott. That is gonna make a lot of Cowboys fans mad. <laughs> Bring it, Cowboy Nation. I think he's much better I than I want Blake every Bortles. Cowboys fan to listen. No, I'm saying Blake Bortles at his best. I'm no, I'm not saying he's just that. I still don't even know about that. I'm saying the stats like Blake Bortles. If you just looked at Blake Bortles, like passing yards and stuff, you would think he was better than he was. I think that's the same with Dak Prescott. 
I think there's multiple games where Blake Bortles threw for under 100 yards. He had a lot of garbage time yardage. <laughs> a lot of garbage time yardage. He's a Dak Prescott is a slightly better Jameis Winston. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think Dak Prescott has elevated himself to a top 10 quarterback this year. But that's why no he just way. got he just got into the elite conversation and then he disappointed me. If I'm down by 2, if I'm or not down by 2, if I'm down by 4 with 2 minutes left in the game, how many quarterbacks are you picking over Dak Prescott? A lot. 9. I think more than that. Jay. I'll do it too. We got Tom. Okay. We got Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I'd, Jimmy G. I'd give the ball over Dak. Drew Brees. Why are you scoffing at Jimmy G? I'm. I'm. Uh, Drew Brees. Brees. Oh, you're scoffing at Drew Brees? No. Fuck no. I'm not. Patty Mahomes. Okay. Let me look at the list of teams right now. Russell Wilson probably. Not probably. Definitely. Lamar Jackson. That's Lamar seven. Jackson. Um. No, I'm. I don't like Sam Darnold, so I'm not going. Sam that's Darnold. fine. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding on that one. <laughs> um, not Jared Goff. He's last year. Yes, I'd say Jared Goff. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say Kirk Cousins. I would take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott right oh, now. Oh, that's ugly. I would take Kirk Cousins that's, over Dak that's, Prescott. That's embarrassing for your, like, your character. You want to take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott no. in a close game? Absolutely not. Really? Because uh, who won their game against each other? I don't Kirk care. Cousins did. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and who had a better game? Kirk Cousins. What does it take for you to admit Kirk Cousins is good, Ty? Him to win a Super Bowl. He has to win in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Something otherwise, only like X amount of quarterbacks have ever done. Yeah. Otherwise, he's getting carried no matter what. Dalvin Cook is the only reason he looks good. Okay. Zeke is the only reason Dak Prescott looks good. That's that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> My bet hit. That's all I care about. I'm happy the Patriots didn't kick that field goal to end it. Very happy. Other game, Jason. We had a head-to-head bet this this yeah, we week. Did. You chose chose the measly old cheesehead Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I chose the dominant powerhouse that is the 49ers. 8-37. to 37. The dominant powerhouse that the Saints play in two weeks. 8-37. to 37. So don't talk that about we're gonna, We're going to bring them back down to earth real quick. 8-37, <laughs> to 37, Jason. Yeah. What were you thinking? What was going through your mind when you made that bet? That the Packers were a better team? What I've, ended up happening? I've said for like five weeks now that I thought the Niners were pretenders. I say it every week, and this week I will finally, I will finally say they are not pretenders. The Niners are legit. You've heard it here first. The 49ers are legit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first place you've heard it. Yes. I love it. I'm finally willing to say that the 49ers, I still think the Saints are the better team, and I'm not just saying that to make my friend happy. My guy. The 49ers are legit, and I think, I think the 49ers could beat the Saints. I really do. I still think the Saints win, but I think for the first time all year, I think they could beat the Saints. Jason, is this a safe space? Absolutely. I'm terrified that the Saints are going to get eliminated first round of playoffs. Why? Our defense is just so on or off, <laughs> and I don't know. I don't. It just takes one good corner to lock down Mike Thomas. No one's done it all season long. He's lights out. No, I think Mike Thomas is so good where he can still have a good game against a good corner. I'm just saying. What it, it takes to lock... If you come up against a really good coach, that's what's going to fuck you because then they'll game plan to take Mike Thomas out, like double teams or what. You know what I mean? Like if you had to play Bill Belichick, he would know exactly what to do to limit Mike Thomas. We have other complimentary pieces, but Drew Brees with pressure in his face is not the old Drew Brees of the past. No, he's not. And I, our defense is too wishy-washy, and I'm scared. Didn't I say you guys didn't play any legit quarterbacks early in the season? Oh, don't, I don't care about that. We're fine. <laughs> We're a good team, but I'm scared. Yeah, I talked. I brought up your point differential a few weeks ago too. 
I think you guys are fine. I think you guys, I think that's why you guys are going to make the Super Bowl because this is the, it's kind of like, doesn't seem like it's going to happen, so it's going to happen. That's my logic. I don't know, man. Also, Ravens, Rams, we talked about it. 49 to 6. 45. What'd I say? 49. Are the Rams done? I gave him the done chain two weeks ago, so yes. Six and five. Did you see this box score? Nope. Looking at it now. Lamar Jackson, 15 for 25 touchdowns, 169 yards. Five passing touchdowns. Literally every three passes were a touchdown. I didn't watch the game. We've been doing this. Completions. But, wow. 95 mention, rushing yards. Yeah, 95 on the ground. Lamar Jackson's fucking good, How the fuck? Dude. Every every third time someone caught a ball from him, it was a touchdown. That's crazy. He's a cheat code. But he only had 169 yards, so that leads me to believe that the Rams probably had some turnovers, and the Ravens probably took over short field. Bro, Mark Ingram had 111 yards rushing, Lamar Jackson 95, Gus oh, Edwards yeah. 55. I think they just ran the fuck out of the ball, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> had good field position, and he just fucking launched a couple of 20, 25-yard touchdowns. Not even. I don't even know if that like five yard touchdowns. He only had 169 passing yards. I mean, they ran for over 250. Let's see here. Robert Giffen had fucking 39 yards passing. Dude, this makes sense. This just looks like they got shit pumped. They did get shit pumped. I. I'm pretty sure we both said last week that the Rams didn't stand a chance in this game. No, I said I thought it was going to be like the uh, Monday Night Football from last year with the Chiefs. Oh Rams. yeah, <laughs> and I, again, I got half of that right. Did I say that they didn't stand a chance? At yeah, least? I think you did. I think you said yes. that. I said it, either the Ravens. I said either way, the Ravens are going to put up a lot of points, but I think the Rams will too. I was wrong. The Rams suck, dude. Their offensive They're line is terrible. I remember, you know, I the one thing I like about writing articles is just rubbing in people's faces when I'm right, <laughs> even though they're not listening to this. And it's just like, I remember, like, I wrote an article about how their offensive line was an issue, and people were like, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. They've been good the last two years. I'm like, well, yeah, they lost half their fucking offensive line this offseason. <laughs> They've been good the last two years. They're like, we still have Andrew Whitworth. I'm like, Andrew Whitworth's like 38 years old, dude. He's not going to be as good as you think. And they suck. And Jared Goff is not good. You hate to see it. Would you rather have Jared Goff with his contract or Ryan Tannehill? I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. I'd, I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill just to hit reset. Yeah, mostly because of contracts. Yeah, just be neither of them really is the option with Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins; those are my two quarterback baby daddies. They're terrible. I'll take either one of them next year for one year. Jason, <laughs> have you looked at the board for next week? Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely I'm not happy terrible. with it. Let's just—I'm going to go back. I'm just want to say I think you went first like the last three weeks. I think one of those weeks I definitely gave it to you. I'm almost 100 percent sure I said. What about last you can week? Go first. I don't know. I'm going to let you go first if you want to. I'm just saying, on the year, Jason, you are now only one under 500. 10 and 11. Oh, that was loud. Bringing it back. I told you. I've been pretty good the last three weeks. I've been two and one the last three or four weeks, I think. Now, there is the issue of the person sitting across the table from you right now is 15 and six on the year. All right. We talked about it last week. Enter the Super 15 book. and six on the year, Jason. Enter the Super I am book. lights out. Okay. Stop yelling. You're hurting my ears. Um, I hate this board. I, can, I don't even know where my document is with my picks. First pick, I looked up the weather, and this one scares me because it's supposed to be raining in this game. Okay. But then I thought about it, and I was like, look, the team they're playing, their defense sucks. Bounce back game. Bet on them last week. They lost. Bet on them again this week. I'm going to go Green Bay minus 6.5 against the New York Giants in New York. That was my second pick. It's raining, which scares me, but 
I feel like well, I don't feel like I know the New York Giants defense is shitty. What scares me is the weather impacting the Packers' offense and then just the Giants running with Saquon and only losing by like three. I, I'm not gonna. I I thought it was my second pick. I wanted it. it looked great. And Seems I, like a lot. I, I still hate it, and it's my first pick. I hate all of these picks. Now there is one pick, Jason, that well, is very obvious. Well, actually, I have one pick I love now. But go ahead. Very obvious pick. Okay. That's New Orleans minus seven on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I didn't want to pick them. I just didn't. That's just. <laughs> I'm sorry you like giving away money. I just wanted you to have it. I've picked the Saints. I've picked Saints games the last like three weeks. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let Ty have this one. You didn't have the Saints this week, did you? I, oh, you did. Saints you had Carolina. Games. Yeah. 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 Saints are gonna. I needed gonna a shit pump. I, on I needed a soft day. reset on the Saints. Give me that Thursday night football. Have it. I like. Also, this sounds stupid, but I didn't want to bet on a Thursday game because I like all my bets happening on Sunday. I don't like having to bet on Thursday and having to wait two days, two or three days to uh, see if my, my other bets will hit. See, the issue with that. Even though I have no money on them. There's three games this Thursday since it's Thanksgiving. So I, I had to take it. Thanksgiving at least one. trio? 9.30 a.m., 1.30 p.m., 5.20 p.m. Thanksgiving trio? Um, my second pick, tie is going to be this line's going to move, and I almost feel like I'm cheating. Okay. <laughs> for picking it now. Because of what happened tonight. Actually, I don't know if it moves because they're both solid teams. It's the Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half against the San Francisco 49ers in Baltimore. Mm. We're continuing the trend. I bet on Green Bay. They lost. I bet against the Niners. That lost because it was the same game. So, again, I'm betting against the Niners. Ravens minus four and a half. Baltimore minus 4.5. Both teams are coming off of a big win. So, one of them has to have... A bad week. <laughs> Let's okay. just hope it's the Niners. I like it. This is going to be a fun fucking game. It, yeah, no, this game is going to be fucking I awesome I have to, to watch. watch this game. Now, I had a pick, and you confused me, and I lost my pick. Okay. But I have a couple here. How did I confuse you? I just, because I had to type in your pick, and then I lost my pick. And it was not one I wrote down. Ah, fuck me, Jason. I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to take Dallas minus seven. Ooh, who are they playing? The Bills. Ooh. At home. Oh, Tyler, I'm sorry. I usually don't say this because you're kicking my ass, but I could not hate a pick more than I hate that pick. At home. Dallas minus seven. I just said it. Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. Do you think they beat them by more than seven? An eight and three team? At home. I think they've been nothing but a disappointment to Jerry Jones this year. And I think they give them a Thanksgiving miracle. And they just shit pump the Bills. And I think they kind of expose some of the Bills' weakness. We've said it before. They're the worst good team in the NFL. They just have a, few a good minutes defense. Ago, just a few minutes ago, you were comparing them to the same team as the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I know. And I 100% would take the Dallas Cowboys minus seven against the Broncos. But I'm stupid. <laughs> that's, the, that's the counterpoint. That's a very, very valid point. I'm taking a minus seven, though. Fuck you. Valid point. <laughs> What's your third and final pick, oh. Jason? Okay. I I hate this pick so much that I'm picking it. Love it. That's a good strategy for you. I just, hey, I'm doing good the last three weeks. <laughs> I looked at this game and I said, I hate both of these lines. And I was like, I'm going to take one of them. And it's kind of just a coin flip. It's pretty much a money line pick. I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars minus one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm, I was going to take the other side of that game. But Jacksonville's at home. So that's something. 
Uh, they both play in Florida. Don't know how big of a home Ooh. field advantage they're going to have. This is for the state. For the state. My logic here is I hate it, and the Jaguars have lost three in a row, so they're bound. They're bound to get a W. That's my logic. That's literally the basis of my logic. Buccaneers coming off a big win. They ain't going to win two games in a row. Fun fact, Ty, about the Buccaneers this year. I always try to look for these, and they never end up working. Buccaneers have not won two games in a row this year. Damn, really? Mm-mm. Every time they win, they lose the following week. Doesn't surprise me. They're not a great team. So just saying, they're going to lose. All right, Jason. We talked about this game. This we talked about this game earlier. Is that a 10 a.m. game? For the second week in a row? Yeah. I'm taking the 49ers head-to-head with you. Oh, wow. You said, I love it. I feel like I'm cheating. These lines are going to move. They can move all they want. (laughs) I think the 49ers are a train that's only going to be stopped by the Saints. Yeah, Niners plus four and a half. I'm sorry. You give me a 10-1 team plus four and a half. I have to take them. I like it. I have to take them. I like it even though it's exactly opposite of what I just picked. (laughs) But you didn't like any of yours, so that makes sense. That's why I'm going to go 3-0 this week because I hate them all. <laughs> you might. I'm going to be honest. You might. I'm not sure about that one, but you give me a 10-1 team at plus 4.5. The Ravens are just so damn good, bro, and they've been beating everyone by a lot. But they've been playing lollipop defenses, and I'm the 49ers what? are a good defense. They played the Patriots. They scored like 34 <laughs> points against the Patriots. Some are saying they're frauds. 37 points against the Patriots. They've had a lot of turnover luck. Ty, just... Just the good teams. That's why I'm. I was not in on the Ravens, and I am all in on the Ravens now. Okay. I might bet the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Like actually, I mean, here's the thing, Jay. I think they're the most fun team to watch, but I don't think they're the best team. I just don't know how you stop that offense. I and genuinely that's the thing. don't. You don't stop that offense. I think that offense stops itself. <laughs> I think it's gonna be a day where that offense just ain't clicking. Just because, like. All right, so if you bring if you're on the defense and you bring pressure, Lamar's just going to dump it off to one of those tight ends cuz they have four fucking tight ends or he's going to escape the pocket and run. And then if you give Lamar Jackson a good pocket, he's actually a really good thrower. Wow, the guy who won the Heisman actually knows how to throw the football and he can make these good throws. And then they also have Mark Ingram and they have three freaking tight ends, so they have pretty much a eight-man offensive line, one of the fastest wide receivers in the league. It's just that offense is so perfect, dude, and I just don't know how you stop it. Bill Belichick couldn't stop it. They scored 37. They, Their last four weeks, their last five weeks, Ty, 30 points, 37 points, 49 points, 41 points, 45 points. They're like the, the, the they're like Oak Hills when Oak Hills was really good, just destroying everyone. I agree with everything you're saying. I don't love that pick. I'm going to be honest, but I wanted to go head to head with you again. I don't. I, I talked myself into it. I just love the head on head head to head matchup. I like the pick just because I think the Niners probably lose by three, but which I say as I have the Ravens minus four and a half. <laughs> uh, the fourth right. pick I had that I'm not taking was Indianapolis minus two and a half against Tennessee. Mm, but that's probably yeah. a dumb pick because Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. The other pick I liked New England minus three uh, against the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I didn't know how to feel about that one. I New England's a low-scoring offense, but I feel like they have the possibility to shut out the Texans. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately make the Texans put up zero points. Next Monday. And I think I should have taken that. Oh, my God, Tyler. Fuck. Oh, my God. My phone fell out of my you pocket. That terrified the, me. You scared me, dude. You literally made me jump. 
Next Monday, we got a good game. Vikings, Seahawks. Uh, yeah, one of those teams are good. Oh, come on. They're both good. Um, I should go to the Charger game on December 15th, playing the Vikings. My boy, Kirk Cousins. I should go to that game. Yeah, I mean, the tickets are going to be expensive because it's Kirk Cousins against bad teams, so he's going to be electric. Oh, my gosh. That's just a double insult. <laughs> All right, Ty. All MLB teams. All right. They're fresh, never before done. MLB's first, doing something new. First year. I like that they do it, but it's going to make the legacy conversation complicated because they haven't been doing these for the history of baseball, so you can't really use them as a basis of comparison. I mean, moving forward, you can. Yeah. I like what you said. They got to go back. They have to vote on it every single year in the past. This one's not. Like, oh, it turns out Babe Ruth had 24. Yeah, this one. (laughs) Don't have the fans do this one. Just have the voters go back (laughs) every single season. It's a lot of years. That would take so long. Well, no, it's I mean, realistically, it doesn't take that long to fill out these ballots. You just look at the stats. Well, I'm sure the voters probably take it a little more serious than we do. I'm sure they do, but I'm just saying, like, it's the fucking offseason. You have months without baseball. You got time. Or just divide it up. There's been, what, like 100? We'll set the cutoff to the live ball era whenever the live ball era starts, 19-whatever. Get, like, a small voting sample for each size. 20 people for 100 years get 2,000. That's a lot of voters. I don't know. Split it up somehow where they don't have to do every single year. Maybe they do every five years or something. That'd be cool, though. Go or back even in. if you just gradually work on it. Yeah. Just retroactively give them the All-MLB all Awards. That I way like we it. could compare it. I like that, too. It's a great idea. All right, so how it works is you vote for one person at each position, both NL and American League. and then Not the, separately. Like yeah. Everyone's in the same voting pool. And then the top vote getter will be on the first team. The second top vote getter will be on the second team. Half of the vote is fan vote. The other half is like a panel of analysts or writers or whoever they decide to do it with. We decided to do our first and our second team just because why not? Fuck it. I don't have their stats up. I should probably get their stats up, huh? Uh, Yeah. I left the voting page open so we go back to it. I probably should have chose the players because if I choose the players, it just shows me their stats instead of everyone's. But that's okay. But no, because if you choose one, you won't see the other person. Oh, no, it doesn't work. It's not even right. Yeah, that's fine. Jason, how do you want to do this? We'll do first team and then second team? Um, Or do you want to go by position? Yeah, I'll probably be better. Yeah, probably by position. First base. Give me your one and two. My all MLB first team first baseman is the man I picked for rookie of the year and the man who finished, I think, fourth or fifth in MVP. I'm going Pete Alonzo. 260 average, 53 dingers, 120 ribbies. Ice in his veins. The polar bear? The polar bear. Also my pick. All right, we agree. One for one on agreeing. We should keep tally how much we agree. See how good of friends we are. All right, I'll, I'll, leave, little, I'll leave little marks when we agree. <laughs> second team, who's your second team, Ty? Uh, he plays for NL Central team. We're different, okay. I think this man's a fucking beast. One of the most overlooked elite players in the league, Anthony Rizzo. Oh, I probably would have picked Anthony Rizzo like fourth or fifth. <laughs> I think he's fucking lights out. He had the second best OPS, or no, third best OPS, fourth best OPS. He's a monster, Jay. I went with a man I ha- I man I love. I've always loved him. If he ever became a Dodger, I'd be ecstatic. He had the second best OPS of first baseman. I don't just go by OPS. Oh, Jesus Christ. Would you like to change your pick? No, I already made it. Okay. <laughs> he has the second best OPS. I don't like, I'm not going picking just an OPS, though. He's great defensively. 38 dingers, 121 RBIs, 295 average. That's Freddie Freeman. I didn't see Freddie Freeman. 
<laughs> Do you want to change? You could change. Nope, Anthony pick. Rizzo's an elite defender, and that's where I'm making the difference. Okay. Did, what about Freddie Freeman's year, though? Yeah, he's a fucking beast. <laughs> he's a fucking monster. <laughs> All right, second base, Ty. My first team. You start with your first team. Second base, Jason. We're going American League on this one. Yep, same. Uh, a Bronx Bomber. Oh, definitely. DJ LeMahieu. I have to agree. DJ LeMahieu. Absolutely um, earned it. 327 average, 26 bombs, 102 RBIs. He was an MVP finalist, right? No, he wasn't. He wasn't. That's surprising. Um, yeah, just had a great year. Hey, he was a fucking monster all around. Didn't have the best OPS. He didn't, but I mean, he was getting on base. He was putting up RBIs out of a you know second base, which isn't a huge... As, you and know, he hit like leadoff, I think. Only six people qualified for second base this year. Yeah. And he was the only one with over 100 RBIs. Yeah, I agree. DJ LeMahieu was my first team. Gotta love it. Who's your second? Max Muncy. That is a coward pick. That um, is that is a homer bias if I've ever seen one. Homer, it is homer bias. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I have a little bit of bias, but let me explain my bias. Okay. The stats aren't, if you look at his stats, they aren't as bad. You see that 251 average and you instantly go, ugh. Mm. We don't. Batting average That's is exactly over, what I did. Batting average is overrated in 2019. You know why? Because he gets a lot of walks. I'm pretty sure his on-base percentage was like 400. 889 OPS. He had the second best OPS, no, third best behind LeMahieu and Jose Altuve. 35 dingers, most dingers, 98 RBIs, second most RBIs. And he's not a cheating coward like Jose Altuve, who I would have picked for the second team if he wasn't a cheating coward. Now, I 100% agree with you, but I had to leave that out of this conversation. I went straight off stats, (laughs) and if we retroactively have to strip him of this, that's fine. (laughs) But I chose Jose Altuve, and I agree, he's probably a cheating coward. (laughs) But he's a cheating coward who had the second best stats at second base. Where would you put Muncie? Would you put him third or no? Be honest. Um, Probably. Yeah, just those 35 bombs are very attractive out of second base. And the OPS is high. All right. Well, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Shortstop tie. I went with. I really wanted to go with Tim Anderson just because I'm a beast with him on the mm. show. But I didn't go with Tim Anderson. Okay. Spoiler, he didn't even make my second team either. There Neither was just too many good shortstops. I went with Xander Bogarts. Ooh. He hit 309, 33 bombs, 117 RBIs, 117, 939 OPS, which I think might have been the best. I didn't even look at that. I'm marking yes. it down if we just have him on our first or second team because he was my second team. Okay. He I think it should year. be only if we agree on the actual All right, team. fine. Fuck it. Okay. He had a great year. Um, I don't know why he wasn't an MVP finalist over Marcus Simeon. Absolutely. I don't. I don't either. He had, a, by all accounts, had a better year. It has to be the fielding because I don't think, at least on MLB The Show, Xander Bogarts isn't a good fielder. He's a bronze fielder. So, yeah, Xander Bogarts had to have been one of the league worst fielders, and Marcus Simeon had to have been one of the <laughs> best fielders in the league. I can pull that up while you give me your first team. Because he was fucking lights out. He's my second team. My first team player, I fucking love Trevor Story. I went with Trevor Story for my second team. So we were just flip-flopped. Yeah, I gave it to Xander just because... I don't know. Probably because the Coors bias. They had very similar years. I feel like Trevor Story yeah, was... Well, Story had less RBIs but more stolen bases. Yeah, 23 stolen bases, which was the most out of the possible votes. Uh, Lindor was close, but... 35 bombs. I don't care if he's playing in that Rocky era. I feel like he was so hyped up at the beginning of his career. <laughs> I thought you said Iraqi era at first. <laughs> Hi, Rocky era. <laughs> he's, he was so fucking good at the beginning of his career, and then he like, cooled off. And I feel like no one gives him enough credit. He's an elite fucking player, and he was the best shortstop in baseball this year. So, um, Marcus Simeon, Trevor Story had the fourth best war. Um, 
Well, actually third, because I don't count Alex Brayton as a shortstop. For some reason, Fangraphs is. Because uh, he took over there for part of the season. Um, Simeon played all 162 games. Um, he had more runs scored, six more stolen bases. He struck out a little bit less. Um, his average was lower, though. His OPS was lower, and he did have better fielding. And their offensive number on Fangraphs, Bogarts was 0.1 better. But, yeah, I could easily make the case for Bogarts. Yeah, for sure. And it helps that uh, Simeon played on a playoff team, even though it was a playoff team that lost the wild card game. So are they even really a playoff team? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to see. Third baseman, Ty. I told you before the uh, – or I'll, you do your first team first. Um, Go ahead and bang some trash cans today. Alex Bregman? I mean, he was the only person who was close to Mike Trout. I hate to give it to him, but I have to. So you didn't retroactively change yours. Should I retroactively change mine, or should I just roll with what I wrote down? No, you got to roll with what you wrote down. All right, because I just didn't see Alex Bregman. Like, I completely forgot he existed. <laughs> like, I didn't look at the players. When I got to third base, I said, oh, I know who I'm picking. And uh, first team was um, Anthony Rendon. Second team. 319 average, 34 bombs, 126 RBIs, MVP finalist. Fucking monster. Second best OPS behind Bregman. And then my second team was um, Nolan Arenado. Now, it hurt me to leave Arenado off because he was my preseason MVP pick. Arenado, you know what? I'm okay with not putting Bregman on. <laughs> I mean. Not really. Bregman had a probably better year than Arenado, but I don't know. He did. Bregman and Rendon were the only player, uh, only third baseman with over a one OPS. But Arenado, man. Gold glove. I mean, you can't say glove platinum glove. Defense. That's why he was easily the third pick. If he was on a playoff team, he would probably have been the MVP, honestly. Well, maybe Bellinger had a really I, good year. I don't know. <laughs> they were both fucking so good. Arenado plays in Rockies, too. All right, catcher. My first team catcher tie. I value defense a little bit on this one because catcher position defense is important. Okay. I went with a mixture of solid offensive numbers. He wasn't the best offensively and then solid defensive numbers, but he wasn't the best defensively. Okay. He was just a mixture of both. And that was um, JT Realmuto. Ooh. Yeah. I, I just feel like he, he was the third best fielder. Roberto Perez was second, had a terrible offensive year. Offensively, I think he has the highest batting average, second highest batting average. Still hit 25 bombs. 83 RBIs, I think, is the most of the group. It is. OPS-wise, he is... Not he's like fifth, but I just feel like he was a mixture of everything. He deserves it. He was a mixture of everything. I feel I viewed catcher as uh you give me a defensive stat, and this is the key position for defensive stats. Okay. I gave it to Yasmani Grandal. Okay. I don't hate that. And I mean it's not like catchers are huge production monsters. He was tied for the most RBIs with Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Twenty eight bombs, eight forty eight OPS. He had a good year. And he was the best framing catcher in the league. Yep. Statistically. <coughs> so I gave him my first team. He wasn't even on my second team. That's fine. Who do you have on your second team? Second team, I said, fuck the fielding. I want all offense. I want Mitch Garver. That's exactly what I did. 31 dingers, 67 ribbies. A different first team. The same second team. OPS. <laughs> I said, all right. I did the fielding thing with my first team. I could just forget fielding with the second team. I have a confession to make. Yes. First time ever hearing this player. Really? I was that I told you all year long I didn't believe the twins were good. I never bothered to look at any of their stat lines, any of their box scores. And it just so happens they had the second best catcher in all of baseball the entire year, and I didn't know. To be fair, I didn't know about Mitch Garver either until they gave him like a really good card on MLB the show like two months ago. 
Yeah, that's fair. You <laughs> or no, a little, you they had a updated him. Pick. They upgraded him to gold. That's what it was. And I was like, oh, shit, that's actually a pretty good gold card. I was like, I've never heard of Mitch Carver. <laughs> Dude's a fucking monster. Designated hitter, Ty. Who is your first team? So we're going down to DH here. My first team, he doesn't have the bulk numbers that you would get if he played the full season. Okay. Oh. Okay. I gave it to uh, Jordan Alvarez. He had a good year. 313 average, 27 home runs, 78 RBIs, a one over a 1 OPS, only played in like 67 games. More than that, right? Nope. No way he only played. I thought it was like 87. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it was 87. It was like half the year. Okay. I was about to say, there's no way he only played 60 games. He played around half, I thought. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was exactly 87. Um, yeah, played half of his team's possible games. If I'm looking at the most value with a player in the box, he's going to have the highest value per at-bat. Yeah, that's fair. I went with Nelson Cruz, but that's fair. Nelson Cruz had a great season. He was my uh, my second team. And Jordan was my second team. So we just flip-flopped there. Nelson again. Cruz is a veteran. All right. This is the first year they're doing all MLB. This might be his only chance to get it. Jordan's going to have plenty of chances to get it. As a voter, I'm going to get a little biased and be like, Nelson Cruz. That's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I just went for bang for your buck per at-bat. Yeah. And Jordan Alvarez, viewing him in the American League West, hearing that trash can bang, <laughs> he was fucking crushing the ball. Nelson Cruz, though. Old as shit, putting up 41 dingers, 108 RBIs, over in one OPS. Again, didn't realize he was having that good of a year because of the hat he wears. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's a good player. I just didn't realize he was that good. All right, so we got the outfield now. Outfield was just stacked. It was hard to. It was hard for me to pick six people. It really was. There was there was a lot of good people I left off that easily would have been first or second team if they played somewhere else. It was hard for me to pick my second team three. Meaning hard to find them? Hard to narrow it no, down yeah. first, to my second team First three. team three is obvious. You know, we both have the same. If we don't, you're dumb. <laughs> Bellinger, Yelich, and Trout. No brainer. Yeah, there's just nothing. That's the three best players from the league. Did you put Bellinger in left? I didn't give him, like, a position. If I had to give him positions... I put Yelich in left. Bellinger in right. Yelich well, sucks fielding. I think Bellinger's actually, like, statistically a better fielder than Trout. And he's got... I know he's got a better arm. So I'm fine with playing him in right field. I don't mind. I'm just saying. That's how I put it. I don't know if Yelich played a single fucking inning of left field. No, yeah. That's how I would do it. Yelich left. Bellinger right. Trout center. Just because... Give Trout the center field. He's the veteran. Just felt right. <laughs> But yeah, three best players wasn't even close. This is where it got hard. Yes. I'm also going to give us a little check marks there, Jay. Glad we're on the same page there. I'm going to tell you some uh, some players I didn't pick, Ty, that had fantastic seasons. Okay. How about Juan Soto? He did have a great season, Jason. He did was on pick? my second team. He wasn't on my second team. 282 average, 34 dingers, 110 rubies, 949 OPS. Going to be honest, just simply missed him when I was looking at the people. Don't know if I would have <laughs> picked him anyways. He's a fucking monster. Another good person with a good year. Austin Meadows, 291, 33 bombs, 89 rubies, 922 OPS. He was your midseason pick to be an MVP or be an all-star <laughs> over Mike Trout. <laughs> Let's just remember that. Uh, Jeff McNeil, 318, 23 dingers. Goddamn 75 rubies, 916 OPS. Uh, Bryce Harper, still hit 35 dingers, 114 rubies, 882 OPS. Not too shabby at all. Brantley hit 311, 22 dingers, 90 rubies, 875 OPS. See you on your second team. Nope. Blackman. Charlie Blackman, 314, 32, 86, 940 OPS. Was he on your second team? He was not. Mookie Betts, 
295, 29 home runs, 80 RBI, 16 stolen bases, 915 OPS. Did you have him on your second team? He's not. But these are all fucking elite players who easily would have won other positions. Even Kepler. You don't mention Kepler. He still hit 36 bombs. I'm not mentioning Eddie Rosario who hit 32 bombs. But my my third team is a man by the name of George. Or second team is a man by the name of George Springer. Was he on your second team? Bang that trash can, Jason. 292 average, 39 bombs, 96 ribbies. 974 OPS was almost part of the 4100 club. Second was uh, a sleeper. It was Cattell Marte. I think that's the one you didn't have on your second team, probably. Did you? I did. Dude was fucking insane this year. No one really noticed because he played on the Arizona Diamondbacks, I feel like. But switch hitter, 329 average, 32 bombs, 92 ribbies, 981 OPS, 10 stolen bases. He was just an all around threat. Got a good average, got good power, drove in runs, stole some bases. And he, it came out of nowhere, really. Yeah. I mean, he played for the Diamondbacks, so no one cared about it. But he was fucking playing great down there in the desert. But he was a like a utility player. Like, you know what I mean? He was nothing. He Last year, he hit 260 with 14 home runs. Shot I hope he to, gets a, like, legitimately gets a second team. He's he the most random it. top player in the fucking MLB. And then uh, my final one is, I'm guessing now, the one that you didn't have because you had a Juan Soto. I went with uh, Ronald Acuna. That's not a bad pick. I wanted to give him credit for the 37 stolen bases because he was almost part of the 40-40 club, which only like four people have done, and he almost did it. Still had 41 bombs, 101 RBIs. Yeah, his average was a little low at 280. Somehow his OPS was low, even though he hit 41 home runs. That's what took me back with him. So he was, had a .8 OPS, and there's other guys with you know ones and high nines. But like I said, I wasn't looking at the OPS for everything. I wanted to give him credit for those stolen bases. And I'm saying that's fine, Jay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Saying that. that's fine. I, I chose the young Juan Soto. You chose the young Ronald Sunu Jr. Future of baseball is looking Acuna. good. We've Asuna. been over this. It's a Sunu. I don't care. <laughs> I refuse. Um, starting pitchers. So we got 10 of these. Oh, there. fuck, man. This is hard. I feel like first team I got without even looking at the stats. First team I got the top four. Number five was surprising to me. But I, you know what? I did put my first team in order. I didn't did put you? mine in order, no. Well, I'm going to say mine in order. Okay, go for it. First team, Garrett Cole. All right. Should have won should have won Cy Young. Check. I got Garrett Cole. Second second starting pitcher, Jason? Yeah. Hyunjin Ryu. You don't see listeners, you don't see the smile on my face. That's Arguably just... should have won Cy Young. I'm sorry. You give me a starting pitcher with a lower ERA, I'm choosing him. <laughs> the whole point of pitching is to not let the other team score runs. If you don't let the other team score runs, you're a great pitcher. <laughs> Thank you, Ty. I appreciate that. Right behind him, Jacob DeGrom. All right. Right behind him. Same. Same with Ryu and DeGrom. Justin Verlander. Same. Number five, Jason. Of the St. Louis Cardinals, Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty, as Flaherty. I usually call him. Um, I don't think it's Flaherty, but yeah, I like that pick. I don't have him on my first team. My thing that carried me above. Should. The thing that carried me above with him is he had good strikeouts. His whip was under one. His whip. His whip. Under one. Along with the 2.7 ERA. Can I, I retroactively it? change mine or no? We already said you can't. All right. Well, my fifth guy is the guy I would take out for him is uh, Max Scherzer. Second team. Not, Scherzer got in on his name. Not going to lie. I mean, he had good and strikeout that's numbers. probably what's going to happen in real life, too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's no way I was leaving Scherzer off the list. I'm sorry. I, there's so other people. Second team? It was close, but, yeah. No, I had to throw him on there. Well, I'm saying he made it on my list over Flaherty. Oh, for first team, yeah. And that probably will happen in real life because of the voters, too. Probably, but I think Flaherty was easily a better pitcher. But I got Flaherty on my second team. You got Scherzer on, my, on your second team. I'm going to give you the other four, Ty. Let's hear him. Go with uh, Mike Soroka. 
had himself a great year. Check, check. I'm going to go with, um, where's my list? I lost it. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Zach Granke. I put him on the second team. Check, check. All right. We're, we're green so far. Next up, we got a, this one surprised me a lot. And I don't know if you have him. I went with Sonny Gray. How did I leave? I looked at him and I thought he was already on my list. So I chose someone else. I don't know if he had less stat starts that I might need to look into that. Cause that probably is something we should look into. Like how many starts someone makes. Well, 205 strikeouts tells me he, he started plenty. 287 ERA, 1.08 whip. I could see giving it to someone. Ooh. So I have someone for my fifth. I'm changing my fifth. Cause I haven't said him yet. And we haven't talked about it yet. Either of these guys. I'll leave mine. I'm changing my fifth. I'm key. I'm Sonny Gray is my fourth. My fifth was originally going to be Strasburg. We didn't talk about him yet, so I feel like it's okay to change him. I'm changing him with Shane Bieber. Okay. Three two eight ERA, one point zero five WHIP, two hundred fifty nine Ks. Okay. It was better than Strasburg at pretty much everything. My thing there. Three point two ERA kind of turned me off. Well, Strasburg three point three. That's who I was picking him over. That's fine. Strasburg wasn't on my second time team either. Who's your fifth? Is it Charlie Morton? I did have Charlie Morton. Interesting. What gives you the nod of Charlie Morton over Clayton Kershaw? Just asking. The strikeouts? Nothing. Clayton Kershaw is also on my second team. Oh, because you didn't have Sonny Gray. (laughs) Yes. Wow, you gave Kershaw the second team nod and I didn't. Yeah, I gave it. So second team for me was Grinke, Scherzer, Kershaw, Mike, Soroka. Soroka. And Charlie Morton. Did you have Mike Soroka? Yeah, it's Soroka, Grinke, uh, for Flaherty, Gray, and Bieber. Interesting. I, I I valued strikeouts a little more. The If the ERA was close, I valued strikeouts. That's fine. I, that's where, instead of valuing strikeouts, I think I gave it to whip. 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 Really? And then also relief pitchers, Jason. Two first team, two second team. Uh, my first team relievers is the obvious one, Kirby Yates. Yep. 1-1. One, one. And then the second one, I didn't like picking this because I always felt like I heard him blowing games. But he had the second most... Third most saves, had a good ERA, had a good whip. That was Josh Hader. I, I had to give it to Hader. 16.4K per nine. And that's what took it for me. I don't value strikeouts as much for starting pitchers. Relief pitchers, those are so much more valuable if you can come out and strike someone out. Oh, yeah. I just feel like he. I feel like hearing that he had a lot of blown games. That's why, like, he had five losses this year, which is a lot for, like, a closing pitcher. So, but he still had a really good year nonetheless. Yeah. It was harder for me choosing second team. Yeah, me too. Uh, I went with Liam Hendricks. Yep. And Ken Giles. I did not go with Ken Giles. Giles, not Giles. I went with Aroldis. That's fine. He had more saves, but that's just the product of him being on a better team. Yeah. I I, I looked at Ken Giles and I was like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it was hard. Everyone else was so close. Yeah, I gave it to Aroldis and Liam. Um, I thought Ozuna maybe, but that was a product of being on a good team. He didn't have great individual numbers with the two six ERA out of the bullpen. Well, that's good. I mean, Josh Hader has a two point six, and we gave him first team. But I gave him. He's got the strikeouts to go along with it. <laughs> Robert Ozuna had the worst strikeout per nine of the qualified relievers. Oh, did he? Oh yeah. You'd be correct about that, Ty. Uh, Will Smith also looked pretty good, but again, high high ERA. And then I don't know how much Brandon Workman saved, but he qualified. He had 16 saves. Well, that's Seth Lugo closed. only had six. It's so, just relievers. It's not closers. Yeah, so I probably should have gave it to him, but I will. 
So which ones did we agree on? So, Jason, we agreed on Pete Alonzo. So first team, Pete Alonzo, DJ LeMahieu, uh, Yelich, Trout, Bellinger, Ryu, DeGrom, Verlander, Yates, and Hayter. First team we agreed on. Okay. And then on our second team, oh, you didn't agree on Anthony Rizzo. Why'd I hit that? Cattell <laughs> uh, Marte, George Springer, Mitch Garver. Okay. Zach Grinke. Okay. Mike Sorok and Liam Hendricks. <laughs> Not as many on the second team. Yeah, the second team is a little tougher. I think it's easier choosing well, the best. That's why but... you only vote for one on the actual yeah. thing. So, Which I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know who gets, like legitimately, who the fuck is making the second team outfield spots? There's who is so le- many. Who is legitimately voting for someone besides Yelich, Shout or Bellinger? Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying like. You only get three votes. Who's going to sit there and say, uh, yeah, Juan Soto had a better year Just than all three of those guys? Nationals fans. That's why it's going to be homer bias, 100%. But you look at those three, and they're obviously not just the best outfielders, the best three players in the league this year. Yeah. I don't think uh, the fans, honestly, should factor into it, if I'm being 100% honest. And if if they are, it shouldn't be a 50-50. It should be a lot less than that. Maybe the fans can serve as like a tiebreaker. I don't know. Just cause, because think, of the homer bias, it makes it harder. Yeah, and I think... You know, with that, do it however the NBA, NFL, whatever does it. It's just the writers and the voters. Don't let the fans have any vote. The fans yeah. have fun at the All-Star game. I think you, if for this kind of stuff, leave it to the expert people, you know. And, yeah, and I mean, especially if you're only given one vote, like. Yeah, that's You could crazy. just get, Gary Sanchez might be the first team guy just because all the Yankee fans. You know what I mean? Max Muncy might be the first team person because all the Dodger fans, like, whatever the case may be, it's just. It's going to look very similar to the all-star team because the numbers don't really matter. I mean, it's good it's 50-50. It's good there is some say. Maybe the say should be less. Or just let the fans vote on this for fun and it doesn't really matter. Like, but that's you what just we tell have the all-stars for. Yeah, but just I think them, first team have fun. I think first team and everything should be the, the awards for these players yeah. who bust their ass and don't get the fan recognition. Like a guy like Cattell Marte. Yeah, he ain't going to get voted for. He's not going to get voted for at all. I think he deserves to easily be a second teamer. I wonder if the vote, like the analyst, I wonder if they give them more power for the second team. Let them pick the second team. They should, because if they're only having them pick one per position, like the theoretically, the guy who wins at you know second team outfielder might have. Well, they're not going to have ten votes because there's going to be so many people voting. But you know what I mean? It's going to be like some low crazy amount. Oh yeah, because that's what I'm saying. When you view Yelich, Trout, and Bellinger, who the fuck says there's three other people you would vote for besides those guys? Yeah, I, the, there's yeah, there's no, there is no one you can make a case there's for. There's not. It's MVP wanted both the MVP winners and, and the MVP runner up. runner up. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be tough. All right, Ty, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Jason, you have not been watching The Mandalorian. You're no. not a big Star Wars guy, and that disappoints me because I would love to talk about it on the pod. You could talk about it. I can't. I can't have a conversation with you. You don't know what I'm talking about. You can just talk, have a conversation with the listeners. Listeners, go watch The Mandalorian. Buy Disney Plus. If you have Verizon, get your free Disney Plus. Stream that shit. There's three episodes. They're only 30 minutes. They're bite size. Oh, they're only 30 minutes? They're only 30 minute episodes. Maybe I'll watch them then. They're nice bite size. I don't. That's why I didn't watch them because I thought they were hour. And no. I don't, I don't want to watch hour. Nice little bite size episodes. And this last episode was fucking amazing, Jason. Some are saying the best action sequence of any Star Wars properties to date. Has Boba Fett made an appearance yet? Boba Fett has not. Interesting. 
Well, thanks for spoiling it for me. I mean, you asked. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it. It's been fucking awesome, and Baby Yoda has taken the internet by storm. Yeah, he has. It was hilarious. There's a tweet at the actor who's playing the Mandalorian, and it was like, imagine how he feels getting out, like, shined by a puppet. Yeah. And he was like, he responded, he was like, I'm okay with it. This baby Yoda's adorable. It's the most adorable <laughs> puppet you'd ever seen in your so life. So it's not actually Yoda, right? It is not. Is it Yoda's kid? We don't know yet. How, did he just find it? Don't tell me. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's not, it's spoiler saying it's baby Yoda because that's what he finds, but. Oh. It's the first episode you find about Baby Yoda. And it's been everywhere. I don't feel bad he about saying He just finds it. Baby Yoda. It's like the end of the episode. He's, He's a like, bounty hunter. This? I am the dog. He's a bounty hunter, and he gets he gets a mission to get a bounty, and it's Baby Yoda. They want him to kill Baby Yoda? They want him to get Baby Yoda. Is Baby Yoda still around? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, he's adorable. All right, so we did uh, the top five movie babies, and Tyler only had three because he's a failure. I don't know what the fuck you were expecting out of me on this. You agreed on this list, and I got I said five yes. fairly easily. I said yes because I had one, and then I tried thinking more, and I was like, this is hard. And even my third one's like, it's a it's a reach. Well, I have five. Two of them are TV shows, but... So why don't you bust out your TV shows one's, first? One's a TV show, one's a Netflix show that are like movies. Okay. Number one, one TV is. show is uh, Good Luck Charlie. Okay, adorable baby. You grew up with her the whole series. I watch. Not gonna lie, hand up. I watch Good Luck Charlie. I mean, if it was on, I didn't turn it off. I used to know the theme song. I don't remember it anymore. I just know they ended every episode with "Good Luck Charlie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other show was a uh, Sunny from series of unfortunate events. That one I probably should have got. You probably should have. Didn't it? I thought it was hilarious how from season one to season two she just like got three years older and they didn't not three years she got like a year older or whatever and it. It was an obvious difference, and they like made a joke about it. I mean, the production buzz- budget wasn't very good on that show to begin with. It wasn't. I mean, the last episodes of like the water. Yeah. Oh yeah. Look, the CGI. terrible. Oh yeah, they did. So I don't think they really cared at that point. Well, they made a joke about it. I think they wanted to keep the same actor because she was good instead of just swapping them out. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I was I, fine I, with it. It didn't take me out of the story. But yeah, Sunny from Series of Unfortunate Events, and uh, Good Luck Charlie. Charlie. All right, now we're in our top three, Jason. <laughs> okay. Who's your number three? My number three, and again, I said this one was even a stretch. Megamind Baby, the baby oh, version of Megamind. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. it is adorable. I'll just go with baby and kid version. I'll give you kid version, too. Yeah, that's fine. He's adorable. And he's just trying to... He's Megamind's an underrated animated movie. Dude, I watched it again in New York, and I was like, this is a good movie. It's a great movie. And it's adorable baby when he is a baby. He's got big old blue head. And he's just trying to be good and, like, show everyone stuff. And then Metro Man is just always showing off with his muscles Fucking and everything. Fucking Metro Man. He's a bum. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> My number three, I'm going to go with kind of a stretch as well because it's only in the movie for about ten seconds. Okay. I'm going with the baby. Oh, wait. Does this happen? Yes, it does happen. Wait. Does this happen? <laughs> okay. I'm... Audible, number three, the baby at the beginning of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Ty. Don't remember that baby. It was at the very beginning. It was like a scene about the baby getting a... Uh... Oh, I do remember that baby. And then it's like they cut and he's like a grown Smoking up. Smoking a cigar. Yeah. yeah. That's a good that's I a good love pick. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I haven't I seen it he was forever, funny. but it's a great movie. I, I audibled. Um, my number two is different, and I think it's funnier than my first one. 
Okay. So what's your number two? My number two, Jason, a movie you don't give enough respect. Jack Jack from The Incredibles. Oh, I didn't even think about Jack Jack. That was an obvious one I missed. Yeah, you got to give him some respect. He's a fucking superpowered yeah. baby. He could have been on my list. Like he's the only superpowered baby. Not Mega Mind. Oh, Mega Mind don't have superpowers. Not Metro Man. It's true. <laughs> it's literally one behind and on the list after I made that statement. <laughs> my number two is um, <laughs> Dear Lord, six pound, eight ounce, baby <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Doesn't actually make an appearance in uh, Talladega Nights. but No, he does not. Very crucial uh, turning point of the movie. He's with us in spirit. And it's one of the most repeated lines from Talladega Nights. Easily. Baby Jesus. I was originally... Uh, I, I mixed up movies. Well, I didn't really mix up movies. Did he sign a baby? Yeah, he did. Oh, so I was right. I put baby that Ricky Bobby, auto- Ricky Bobby autographs, mostly because I just want Ricky Bobby's autograph. Yeah, he he signed a baby's forehead. Well, I'm going And with then it. I think he went from the baby's forehead to a, a pair of breasts. So, okay, so I wasn't wrong. So, <laughs> 2A and 2B, uh, Baby Jesus and Baby That Ricky Bobby Autographs. That's fine. I'm fine with it. I just thought of another baby from a Will Ferrell movie. Probably not on your list, the baby that he punches in the campaign. That's a very unfortunate baby. <laughs> I hope he got paid well, at least. All right, Ty, your number one. Is this your obvious one? Yes. The most obvious one in the world. And if you didn't get it, I'm going to be upset. I mean, I don't think it's very obvious. I think it's actually pretty funny. Okay. But he shares my name, Jason. Oh, my God. And his baby Carlos from the Oh, hangover. yes. 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 <laughs> shares your name. His actual name is Tyler. Oh. <laughs> but they call him baby Carlos throughout the movie. Baby Carlos. I'm so happy you got this. I was about to be so upset. <laughs> this is the obvious one you're saying? Yes. I feel like it's not obvious, but I love it. Baby Carlos? I, I don't think that's... When people think of babies, they don't go to the baby they carried around in the hangover. Not at the table, Carlos? Jerking off they as a baby? the fucking door into him. <laughs> <laughs> you got that picture of Zach Galifianakis with him in the in the like baby <laughs> the holder? <laughs> He's got the glasses like Zach Galifianakis. Baby Carlos is absolutely... The most iconic movie baby of all time. Um, he was both of our ones. So that's fine. Let us know who your most iconic movie babies are <laughs> of all time. Because we can't think of any. I, it was it was very tough. Babies in movies. I don't even know. How about the Gerber baby? It was very tough. I agreed to it prematurely. How about Boss Baby? Never seen that movie. It just didn't feel iconic enough. It's literally the same characterization as Roger Rabbit Baby. Um, just full movie about it, really. Life as we know it. That's a pretty good movie. Have you ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's about like this couple. No, they're single, and they both become caregivers for this girl because her parents die because they were both best friends with the parents, and then they have to learn how to like raise this baby together. And then I think they maybe I did see end it. up falling in love or whatever. It was a pretty good movie because that sounds very familiar. How uh, about Audible? Uh, uh, puppy Marley from Marley and Me. <laughs> oh, that's a baby. It's an adorable baby. I haven't seen Marlene in a while. Still haven't finished it. I it's there's a thing going around. It's like what movie can you only watch one time? Marlene me. Watched it once. Cried my fucking eyeballs out. I refused to watch it again. Dog's purpose for me. That one I just refused to watch. Ty, watch it, please. No, please. You want to hurt me, and I don't appreciate it. I cried so much, man. I don't, I've probably talked about this on the pod, but I went pee in the middle of the movie. I was sobbing, just peeing at the urinal, and some guy so came in. your tears are going in the urinal. <laughs> Dude, it was so sad, man. The dog died like eight times. <laughs> no, it was like four terrible. or five times. But That's terrible. Whoever created that movie is just a terrible person. You need to watch it. I don't want to. 
Do you want to hear about one of the dog deaths? Nope. That made me cry a lot. I don't. Okay. You really don't? Nope. Okay. I mean, dead serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, to wrap it up, we got movies in the month of December tied. Try not to mess this up this time. December releases. I'm on IMDb, Jason. Very official website. Reliable. Some would say reliable. I still need to see Won't You Be My Neighbor and Frozen 2. So I need I to see those two before December. Don't have any desire to see the, either of those. I don't really have a desire to see. I don't know about Frozen 2. I'm iffy about it. I'll go see it. Let's be honest. I don't have a desire to don't see it. Don't care either. that much about Don't You Be Won't You Be My Neighbor, but Riley. I've heard it's good. Zero desire to see it. Yeah, I'll end up seeing it. I'll drag you along. I'll get Victoria to come. They were talking about it last night, and I was not happy, but I didn't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> Maybe they can go together. Oh, there we go. <laughs> All right, Jason, coming out in December, we have, first up, Jumanji, The Next Level. I'm actually very excited for this. I just hope it doesn't suck. The first Jumanji was pretty good. It was. I enjoyed it very much, which I feel like they just jumped on a sequel and they could have easily rushed it and not made it as funny and it could just feel rehashed. I think when we did our top five rock movies, Jumanji might have been high up on my list. I believe it was on my list. I enjoyed Jumanji. I'm going to see this. I just hope it's good. Have you ever seen the original Jumanji? No. It's a good movie. Is it? With Robin Williams. Um, I didn't know this movie existed until about a month ago. The next level? I was like, Jumanji? Gonna, like I knew, oh, it's not that I didn't know it existed. I didn't know it was coming out so soon. Yeah, it's not It's not a movie that you get fucking previews for super early. It was like, you know, you get the first trailer and it's like, yeah, two months. Yeah, I was like, I saw like a commercial for it or something. I was like... That movie's coming out in a month? That's like, what I feel concerns like the first me. one just came out. That's what concerns me is that they fast-tracked it, and it's going to be rushed and not as funny. I'm still going to see it. I hope so. Well, I hope it's funny. I'm going to see it either way. Nice. Next up, Jason, here's a movie for any of you uh, furry listeners. <laughs> Cats. <laughs> I don't care about this The movie. movie version of the musical, it looks terrifying. Is this a Disney movie or no? I don't know. It looks creepy. Um, I I would argue it's worse than the original Sonic. He directed Les Misérables. <laughs> you say that? It's L- a it's a musical. Yeah, and now it's a movie, and they're cats. Yeah, and it looks just terrifying. But if that's your kind of thing, see, this is a movie where the trailer. Oh, excuse me, sorry. This is a movie where the trailer came out like seven months ago. It feels like. And well, got shit on, and apparently they were going to redesign like they did Sonic, and they just didn't do a good job of redesigning. It still looks terrifying. The Sonic redesign, I thought they actually did a pretty good job. Knocked out of the park. Don't think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. But, cats. Jason, the thing with that is you're going to have to be very committed to wanting to see cats on screen. Yeah. Because that same weekend, we have Star Wars Episode Nine. Well, I'm not seeing cats. The Rise of Skywalker. And I'm probably not seeing uh, Star Wars either, if I'm being honest. Seriously? I haven't seen eight. What? Jason, fucking watch them. I'm talking about this on the pod, with or without you. I've seen... I'll get someone else on the pod. I've seen number seven and number in Rogue One. You have Disney Plus? Can I just watch... Do I need to watch number eight to watch number nine? Probably, yeah. What I remember from number seven is... Okay, so Kylo Ren Mm -hmm. is the bad guy. And I remember he was really intimidating, but then he took his mask off. He was ugly as hell. And I was like, this guy is not intimidating. They did not cast a good person. I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> and then they had, uh, what's the girl's name? Ray. Ray. She's 
ends up in eight, she finds out she's Luke Skywalker's like granddaughter or something. Nope. Or she just has the force in her and Luke Skywalker trains her. Yeah. Okay, so I remember seven. And then there's a black guy who used to be a, a stormtrooper. Is that what they're called? The white people? Mm-hmm. And then he went rogue, I guess you could say. And then you have the one pilot guy. Is he still in it? Poe? Is that his name? Yeah, Poe He Dan. was like a badass pilot. It's the best pilot of the resistance, quote unquote. And then you got BB-8. Adorable droid. And then I remember there was old Princess Leia and they were living on this green island. I don't know what happened. Didn't they blow it up? Did they blow that island up um, in number seven? They blew up. Or the, the, the Not the island, but the They blew planet. up a lot of planets, not the green planet. That was where Luke Skywalker was. No Leia there. Didn't they kill Leia in number seven, though? That they killed Princess Leia? No. So it's just real life that she died? E- well, yes. So was she in number eight? Yes. How? I believe she filmed part of it. <laughs> no, I, I know. She some yeah. of it. So, and then I know Han Solo dies. Yes. Gets pushed off a balcony, like a little, like a walkway, right? Um, After being stabbed. Okay. So I, I remember that. And then I remember they were like fighting in the forest. That's uh, the final scene. And then I remember the end was her going to Luke Skywalker. Yes. And then just tell me what happens in number eight so I could just go watch number nine. Skywalker no. trains her. Why won't you tell me? Here, watch. That movie's like two years old. Don't care about spoilers. Okay, so she goes to Luke Skywalker, hands him the lightsaber. He looks at the lightsaber, and he's like, fuck this, throws the lightsaber behind him. She's like, what? He's like, I don't I don't want to be part of that life no more. Pretty much. Turns out he uh, was training Kylo Ren and thought Kylo Ren was going to be bad and then had a change of heart, but Kylo Ren woke up in the middle of the night and thought Luke was so going to attack so him. He originally thought Kylo Ren was going to be bad while he was training him? Yes, he's like saw the dark side in him or whatever, and then like I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but like went to attack him in the middle of the night. And it was Kylo like, Ren went to attack him. No, or? Luke went to attack Kylo Ren in the middle of the night or some shit. Kylo Ren woke up and was like, "Oh my god, he's betraying me," and that's why he's dark, like evil now. Oh, fucking Luke, man! But Luke tried training him, but Luke was like, he didn't actually mean to. He like stopped himself and was like, "No, he's gonna be good." But then Kylo Ren woke up and he's like, "What the fuck you doing with the light, like that lightsaber, bro?" <laughs> And so now he's evil, and um, they were on a ship, and it was running out of fuel. That's the whole fucking movie? It's actually pretty boring. <laughs> like, there's that plot with, like, Luke Skywalker, and the other plot is they're on a ship, and they're being tracked, and they're running out of fuel. And uh, there's a lot of scenes inside the ship, and then they, like, sneak onto the ship tracking them, and, like, try to make it Who's not they? track them. Uh, Poe and Finn. Okay. And BB-8. And then another character, I don't remember her name. I think BB-8 may have went with them. But then they get caught, and that doesn't even work. What do you mean doesn't work? Like, they're trying to mess up the tracking thing. Who was tracking them? Ky- Kylo Ren? Yeah. Like, actual Kylo Ren, or just one of Kylo Ren's ships? Um, I think actual Kylo Ren. Oh, okay. And uh, that doesn't work. And then I don't remember what else happens. And they end up on a planet. And uh, they have a nice little shoot-off on a planet. Okay. And uh, Luke Skywalker dies. Oh, shit. But he doesn't get killed. He, like, evaporates into the Force. How the fuck did I not know about this? That's why all the Star Wars fans hated it, because Luke died, huh? Yeah. And it was also very boring. They were on a ship, and it was just running out of fuel, and that was the whole story. A lot of Star Wars fans I've talked to said that 8 was shit, and it ruined their faith in the franchise. Yeah, no, there's, like, as far as, like, the hardcore fans, not a lot of people are looking forward to 9. Wow. Because they hated 8 so much. Well, I'm looking forward to 9 now, because that was a lot of juicy info I just got in 30 seconds. You're welcome. 
Dude, when you told me Luke died, my heart legit skipped a beat. <laughs> he like fights Kylo Ren at the end of the movie, but then it turns out that's not actually him. It was force him. <laughs> and so then he like, so it's like, oh, like, because I think Kylo Ren like kills force Luke or whatever. It's like, oh, it's just a force thing. It's like, oh, Luke's alive. And then he just evaporates and dies anyways. Because <laughs> he killed the force inside of him. No, he he survived the fight very easily. Oh. And then just chooses to be like, ah, I'm done. So I'll just Google Kylo Ren. I'll just Google Star Wars 8 ending scene and watch that. And then I'll be ready for number nine. Sure. I'm I'm pretty caught up. Honestly, if I would have watched the movie, I probably would have forgot half of what was in it anyways. So I'm probably more educated now than I would have been if I watched the movie. And then you know Kylo Ren is Han Solo and Leia's yes. child. Yes. I think that'll probably play into the plot. So Han Solo We don't Leia? know whose Ray's parents are, which they believe will play into the plot. Ray's parents are going to be uh, CP3O. That'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> Who haven't they mentioned? Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's going to be related to Obi-Wan Kenobi somehow. I mean, they say her... Kylo Ren says that her parents are just junk traders in episode eight, but... She's related to Darth Vader. Oh, wait, no. Wouldn't that make her related to Luke? Kylo Ren is Darth Vader's grandson. Because oh, Leia... Oh, that's right. Because then Leia and Anakin... No, Leia and... Anakin slash Darth Vader are no, brother and Leia sister. No, but Leia and Lua... Lu... <laughs> <laughs> this is bad, Jason. Leia and Luke kissed, right? Oh, not sisters. Yeah. Leia and Luke kissed, but, but they were turns brothers. Out they're siblings. That's weird. So Anakin is their parent. Yeah, is who's also Darth Vader. And then Anakin was the hero in the first three when they remade the prequels. Yeah. Well, I mean, in like two of them. And then third one, you're not so good. He killed children. Younglings. Anakin, who is, do they have the same father? Who? Or the same mother? Leia and Luke? Yeah, they're twins. Oh, that makes it even worse. Who's their mother? Padme. Don't know who that is. She died giving birth. Wow. She's in the first three. Okay, so who could Leia be related to, or who could uh, Ray be related to? That would be a big deal. She somehow maybe related to. What if they just did the exact same thing and she was twins with Kylo Ren? That'd be wild. I think a lot of people would probably be mad though. <laughs> They'd be like, you literally just did the same shit. <laughs> How about can she be related to Obi Wan anyway? I mean, probably, but the issue there is Jedi's ain't supposed to be having babies. That's why he abandoned her, because he didn't want people to know. Can she be related to Darth Maul? I fucking love Darth Maul. <laughs> That's a throwback. I love you Darth Maul. You just like him because he has the double-sided side Was he in four or one? One. Episode one, the fourth movie. Okay. I love Darth The Maul. very first one in the timeline, though. Yeah. No, yes. yeah. Darth Maul's badass, dude. It's pretty fucking cool badass he had the double so he was so hard to beat on lego star wars oh and do you remember episode seven the big bad dude who's like the creepy face yeah don't they think that's the guy like some snope snoke is his name Snoke. forgot to mention they killed him in eight. Oh, there is no longer a big bad kylo ren is the biggest of bads so they think but in the trailer you hear uh the emperor's laugh oh the emperor's the guy who converted darth vader right yeah he has like the lightning hands didn't he die already? Yes. But you hear his laugh in the trailer. So. That's who Ray's related to. I mean. The Emperor. That would be wild. I'm just throwing them all out there so one of them I could say is correct. I Honestly, that's probably the closest one. Really? Yes. 
That'd be dumb if they did. Well, I mean, they're kind of already setting it up. Just the whole Luke, I am your father. Like, they're just doing that same shit. I mean, this entire thing has been. Even though he hey, never we're related. Said, well, all the Star Wars. Yeah, they're all related. Who could Ray be that would related to that? Wouldn't it be the same thing as everything else, but would still be a surprise? Chewbacca? I think Palpatine would probably be the weirdest one. Because it was always like Anakin was a good guy, and then he had Luke, who was a good guy. Well, is a good guy. And then Luke's sister had, you know, Kylo Ren. So it's just been like the same. Who's Kylo Ren's dad? Oh, Han Solo. Han Solo. Don't worry about it already. Han Solo cheated on Leia with. (laughs) Can Boba Fett be part of this in any way? No, I believe he's dead. Didn't he go inside that little sand pit? Yes. Dude, your dad's probably listening to this so pissed off right now. <laughs> but just saying, for not literally not seeing any more than three You're minutes. You're doing pretty good. It's from the Lego Star Wars games. I know that. <laughs> but that's pretty good. You're doing not bad. Not good, but not bad. So let me get. Okay, so I remember number one. I don't remember what happens. I just remember you have to fight Darth Maul at the end. And then Obi-Wan's about to die. So, no. Obi-Wan's trainer dies, doesn't he? Yes. Uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, shit. Yeah. Obi-Wan was Ben Kenobi, right? Or is this trainer? Um, or is Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi? They're the same character. In the first three, he's Obi-Wan. In the, like... Oh. Well, in, like, one, two, three, he's Obi-Wan. And then he goes into hiding. And, like, the original, he's Ben Kenobi. Yeah, I remember he had a trainer. And then his trainer dies because Darth Maul somehow. Yes. I don't remember what happens in two or three. Two is uh, the Clone Wars. Samuel L. Jackson. Which one is he in? One, two, and three. Okay. Two is uh, Anakin fighting some clones. And then I remember the third one. A little bit of Jar Jar Anakin, mixed in there. Anakin gets in a fight with Obi-Wan, right? Yep. And then dies in the lava, or so you think. Well, gets his limbs and everything chopped off and burned in the lava. And then I remember at the end of the cut scene for like the, the credits of Lego Star Wars. <laughs> That's when the creepy guy came in and was like, oh. Emperor Palpatine. And then they showed Darth Vader. And then you could play episode four, five, and six. Yes. And then four is the one where they destroy the Death Star. Yeah. Right? And I don't know what happens in five and six. I'm going to be honest. Which one do they have those giant dinosaur looking robots? Five. Those things are badass. Where they like mix their, like twist their legs trip him in the snow yeah i would be five where does chewbacca come into play four five and six is he in these ones he has been yes i think i know he was in seven pretty sure he's in eight yeah he was in seven cpo was in seven too and so was r2d2 i think yep is r2d2 still in it yep fuck yeah pretty sure fucking love r2d2 what happened to darth vader he died (laughs) Did he die in number six? Yeah. He was fighting Luke, and then and then the Emperor was about to kill Luke. And then Darth Vader was like, hold up, that's my boy. <laughs> and then fought the Emperor, and the Emperor, Emperor like, fried his shit with the electricity, but then he threw the Emperor down, like, a, like a, in, I don't know, a giant hole. Oh, interesting. But then he got roasted again from the lava. <laughs> but now this is, like, three movies later. He's like, oh, I'm dying. Take off my mask. And he's ugly as shit. Oh, yeah, I've seen, it was it Earl Jones, right? He does the voice. Didn't he James also? James Earl Jones. Yeah, I thought he also was the guy under No, he's, he's, James Earl Jones is a 
very dark voice black man. This is a very <laughs> pale old white oh. man. Oh. <laughs> I thought James Earl Jones was white. No. I've seen the pictures of Darth Vader without the mask. Is there any way that Darth Vader could somehow come back in this? Probably not. Because that would pop me in the movie theater. I mean, maybe it's like, like, oh, like, like a ghost. I've never seen this, but oh, shit. Could be like force ghost. Because at the end of six, you see like the force ghost of him. And then in Rogue One was right before, in between three and four, right? Yep. And then I just remember there was a badass scene at the end where Darth Vader went inside one of the ships and was just fucking everyone just up. Just fucking murked everyone. And I remember, was that a remake of a scene from number four? Um, yeah. I, I don't think the Vader scene was, but then there's a scene with Leia at the end that I believe is like the first scene in four or something. I just remember. And it's young Leia. Yeah. It's like old footage or something, or they CGI'd it. I just remember in Lego Star Wars, on part four, your first thing was you were in this hallway, and Darth Vader was just fucking everything up, and you had to pew, 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 with your lightsaber and deflect all the bullets. And then you had to try to get to him, and then he like walked away or something, and then, yeah. It's a pretty badass scene in Rogue One. Yeah, it was a good That's movie. a lot of people's like favorite of the new movies. Yeah. I heard Rogue Solo sucked. I like Solo. I don't think it sucked. I think they, it's all right. They didn't do a Boba Fett movie. It's kind of what the Mandalorian But is. it's not Boba Fett. It's not. Boba Fett isn't even a Mandalorian. I just like Boba Fett so much because Riley's uncle likes him so much. I don't know anything about him. Some would say the most overrated Star Wars character of all time. Has like two minutes of screen time in the first three movies. What? Really? He's only on the movies that long? Yeah, and he dies pretty in a pretty shitty way. Why do people like him so much? Because he's cool. He's a bounty hunter. I don't know. There's video about it. Barstool Sports. Uh, people. Lights, camera. Barstool. Watch it. They just talk about why Boba Fett is overrated. overrated. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Star Wars Corner. I think you just spent like 10 minutes explaining to me. I think it was happened. a little bit longer than that, but I'll, I'll go see it. it. Yeah. Watch episode nine coming out this month. And then a Spies in Disguise. How about that movie? <laughs> Animated Will Smith and Tom Holland. He's a pigeon, right? Yeah. They're pigeons. There's not a chance in hell I ever see this movie. No, me neither. So. But it's coming out. <laughs> I think Bombshell's the one about, like, uh, inappropriate workplace at Fox or something. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to see it, but I feel like it's going to be very in- informative, and you guys should go see it. Oh, I actually do want to see a movie. What is it called? <laughs> it's like an indie movie. It's a Sundance movie. I don't know. It's directed by the guy who directed uh, The Lighthouse, if you heard of that movie. I have. I've heard that's really weird, but really good. Oh, man. What is the guy's name? Invisible Life. The Lighthouse. It was in black and white. Who directed it? Robert Eggers. Is that the same guy? Did he really direct two movies in the same year that came out within each other? No way. <laughs> Can't be the same guy. I know they're related somehow. I don't know how. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely not. He definitely doesn't direct this. Does he write in it? No. Oh, it's a new movie coming out. It's about the black dad who's like pushing his son, his kids. I have not seen movie anything about, about this movie. Black dad <laughs> pushing kids. Antoine Fisher. That definitely isn't the movie. Movies coming out soon. You don't have this list in front of you. It's not IMDb. It wasn't on the list. I don't know when it comes out. All right, oh, well, I know how to figure this out, Ty. Hold on. 
just keep the listeners entertained. We're almost at two hours, though. Yeah, while you're talking about that, Uncut Gems, Jason, the uh, Adam Sandler Oscar watch movie. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that movie. A charismatic New York City jeweler, always on the lookout um, for the next big score. What kind of jewels? Like uh, like uh, diamonds. Oh, okay. Always on the lookout for the next big score, makes a series of high-stake bets that could lead to a windfall of a lifetime. Howard must perform a precautious high-wire act, balancing business, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. Big-time gambler. Adam Sandler, Kevin Garnett, uh, the one, uh, the one New York sports guy that uh, PFT, Mike Francesa, yes, is in it. What? Is his bookie? Interesting. I found the movie. What is? It? Oh, the weekends in this. They have a lot of weird people in this movie. This is weird. Adina Menzel. Who's that? Uh, Let it go. Apparently, this movie came out 10 days ago. <laughs> what? Oh, it's distributed by A24, which was the same production company that distributed Lighthouse. It's called Waves. Wow. Wave after wave. wave Sounds after great, wave. Jason. I can't wait to see it. You've told me nothing. It was released on November 15th in New York and Los Angeles with the wide release set later for that month. It's about, Ty, let me tell you. I don't want to read that whole ass plot thing. You mean the gist? The epic emotional journey. Of That's not sub- the gist. An epic emotional journey of a suburban African-American family as they navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the wake of tragic loss. I've just heard it's really good. That's why I want to see it. It's about. I just know it's about this black dad that's like pushing his kids to be like the best at stuff or whatever. And it's supposed to be like really uh, heart warm. Not heart, but like... <clears throat> I think that was the last movie we have on this list. So, uh, jumping off of that, I was joking around with Victoria the other day. Okay. And she put something on Facebook, and I said that uh, I'm never going to tell our children that I love them. Wow. Only because their entire lives, they're going to be like, oh, my dad doesn't love me. They're going to push themselves to be more successful and get my approval, and they're going to have great lives because of it. I don't know if that's how that works. They're going to be earning for their dad's love. Which is going to make them want to be more successful to make me proud of them. You know, make me, they just want to hear that I'm proud of them. I don't think And I love them. Are you being serious about this? No, I'm not. It was completely a joke, but she put it on Facebook and some of her family members were like, are you being serious? And got all mad. And I was like, your family now hates me. <laughs> she deleted it. <laughs> yeah, bad on you, Victoria. It was a joke. And she put it there thinking it would be a joke. And some of her family members took it serious. And uh, yeah. Speaking of good movies, I got Sundance craze before we send the listeners home. Um, have you seen Peanut Butter Falcon yet? I have not. Because I think we, didn't Riley give you the disc? No, she gave me two versions of Rat Race, I believe. Oh, have two you seen versions that yet? of Lego Batman and Rat Race. No, I have not. It's been real busy, man. I got Disney Plus now. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. Hey, guess what? You're probably gonna get rained out at work this week, so you're gonna have plenty of time. I mean, it's the holidays. Wednesday. What are you doing Wednesday? Holiday. Absolutely stuff. nothing. Probably getting ready for Thanksgiving mentally. Whatever. I might watch it. All right, Ty, you got anything else? I don't. This is a very long pod. It is. It's about two hours long. It was good Star Wars talk, though. Watch The Mandalorian. Eh. I'll watch Point Nine. Watch The Mandalorian, Jason, for 30-minute episodes. <sighs> not if you don't watch Rat Race. Rat Race is longer than all three Mandalorian episodes combined. Bull- no, Rat Race is not that long. It's like an hour 20. 
Look it up. I am right now. Hour. Holy fuck, that's a long movie. How long is it? Hour 52. So you're having me commit to nearly two hours of this okay comedy, and I'm asking you to watch one of the best pieces of cinema you can get right now? <laughs> then watch Peanut Butter Falcon. Well, that's hard. I don't know how to find that. I have Rat Race. That's just me being lazy not watching it. Peanut Butter Falcon, I have to have, go out of my way to find it. I honestly think, I think Riley has it. We'll see. I don't know. It was a fun pod. You got anything else? No, sir. All right. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's Culture Rated Collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.